Welcome to the Martial Arts and Crafts Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Deacon, life balance coach for better adulting, martial artist, instructor, creative artist, wife, mother, and all-around person. Thank you for joining me on the show as we learn together how to make an impact through personal growth, responding to challenges, making choices, and learning more about our identity, belonging, and purpose. On to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Martial Arts and Crafts Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Deacon, and I have a guest with me today. Karen Seitz is the Happiness Mentor. She teaches a roadmap to happiness built on developing integrity and character as a person in order to find meaning and purpose within. She teaches an online happiness course for women called Awakened Grace. As a former spiritual healer, Karen realized her clients were not getting better. She was frustrated that she could not deliver the results that her clients wanted, even though she was trying a lot of different healing modalities and coaching techniques. Karen knew she also wasn't getting the changes she wanted in her life. She secretly lacked confidence in her ability to change, and her adult life had stalled. In a fresh new search for answers, Karen found the missing piece that would ultimately transform her life and her clients. Karen is now fulfilled in her life and teaches others the same journey she has taken to find herself and be happy, which is what we all want, isn't it? Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you for having me, Sarah. It's good to be here today. So you are the happiness mentor. I love that. Yeah. So tell me how you became the happiness mentor. We heard a little bit of your story in the intro mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So say more about your evolution into this mentor role. Yeah, of course. So just building off what you shared just from the intro, my journey really started when I was about 26 years old and I had been going to therapy and trying to get a sense of figuring myself out, figuring my life out. And I felt like I was just going around in circles, not getting the results I wanted, not getting to where I wanted to be, still struggling with the same problems, the same insecurities, the same patterns that I couldn't seem to get out of. So I started to venture off on a spiritual journey and really started to live the life of a seeker, reading tons of self-help books, studying things like shamanism, Reiki, energy work. I became a yoga teacher and a meditation instructor. And I really struggled to take the principles and practices that I was learning in those different spiritual paths and actually take them and apply them in my life to where I felt like I knew who I was, that I could navigate life, that I could handle life, and was still really struggling with just a crippling insecurity in myself and not understanding what was wrong with me, that I couldn't take what I was learning and actually live it and actually experience it in my life. So fast forward to about 2015, I met my mentors who were very uh, pivotal in my ability to get to know myself and to be happy. 
And they were the first people to really help me to see one, that my answers were inside of me and that I was the problem in my life, that it wasn't my past. It wasn't my husband. It wasn't my parents or my upbringing. It was me. And they taught me a path of really learning to build a relationship with myself by learning to, to put myself out into life to become the best version of myself and to be on a path where I'm continuously growing and learning into the best version of myself as a way to feel good about who I am and develop my integrity and character as a person. And that has been my path to being happy, which I define as feeling good about who you are on the inside, independent of anyone or anything else in your life, just based on who you are as a person. And now that's what I teach others to do. So that's why I call myself the happiness mentor. Yeah, that's amazing. And I could hear the emotion in your voice as you talked about your journey of exploring all these different paths, the yoga, Mm -hmm. the shamanism, the Reiki, and the, these different modalities that you know, seeking everywhere and going, why can't I do this? Why can't I just be what I want to be or be who I want to be? And that, that emotion in your voice, that it, it, it sounds like a lot of what, what I hear around me and what I've also told myself too, is like, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I broken? And you touched on that. Your solution, so to speak, Mm -hmm. is looking inside you and realizing you are the problem in your own life. And that's a different, that was a different energy than when you were like, oh, why can't I? Because mm-hmm. that's also focusing on, well, I'm a problem. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit of, a, of about the difference between that? Because it almost sounds like the same thing. Like, why can't I do this? I'm so broken mm-hmm. versus I'm responsible for me and I'm the problem in my own mm-hmm. life. Well, great question. And, and how I think the best way to go into that and and what I want the listeners to hear and know is that it was really looking into how am I the problem that I can't translate all these wonderful things that I'm learning in yoga, in meditation, in shamanism, in all these different modalities, which I, I don't practice martial arts and not that familiar with it. But I would imagine it's a similar experience where you learn these principles and you learn Mm -hmm. these core values. And then the challenge is, okay, how do I take that out into my life and actually apply it and use this to become the person that I want to be? And so I had to see, instead of feeling like, what's wrong with me that I can't do this? How am I the problem? that I'm not able to take some of these things and, and really apply them in my life where in a way where I'm growing and learning and becoming who I want to be. And what I had to look at wasn't about making myself wrong or bad that I was the problem. It was actually finding a way then to be the solution. And, and what I found, and I think this would translate to anyone on a spiritual journey, it would translate to martial arts, it would translate to any practice that we are engaged with in our lives where we're trying to take what we're learning to better who we are and actually be happy in life. And what I had to see is the reason I couldn't translate what I was learning 
into my life is because I was using my spiritual practice and using the different things I was learning for what I call external value. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in them for the right reasons. That's how I was the problem. I was using my spiritual practice to become something more or more spiritually enlightened or some higher version of me, some higher being Mm -hmm. to really escape myself because I didn't want to become me. I wanted to become something more or better than or some higher supreme spiritual being other than just Karen. Right. And that was an external value. I was looking for these practices to give me something to fill me up in some way that I couldn't find in myself, or I was using them to feel better than, or to look like I had it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And this was going on underneath the surface. It wasn't like I was, you know, they're pulling the strings of like, oh, this is how (laughs) I'll get them. And this is how it, it was happening at that time unconsciously and I didn't realize it. So that's where my mentors came in to help me see how am I doing all these things for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. rather than learning these things to, to flip it for it to not be external, but to actually flip it to the internal of, of how do I develop for me and what's been really important to me on my path. And I know this aligns with martial arts mindset and and the core values there, but integrity and commitment and diligence have been very, very important to me and how I would frame diligence as parenting myself to do the things I know I need to do, even when I don't want to do them and learning to develop those internally not by looking to something else to make me feel that way or to give me that sense of self, but how do I embrace life to grow and learn about myself so I cultivate these things and grow into the best version of myself to know myself as this is who I am. So I'm actually becoming me, Karen, instead of trying to become something more or different or looking to use these practices to to give me something that I couldn't find in myself. And that's what we all struggle to do and haven't been taught is to actually do the things we're doing in our lives to better ourselves, to be happy, to be who we want to be from a place of internal value, to feel good about ourselves rather than doing them externally to get something back in return. Right. There's, there's that energy of that, um, I need to be a, an influencer and I need to show up in a certain way and present myself like this, that, or the other thing, like that person who has all the likes. And if I do X, Y, Z, then I'll have that or whatever it is. And that it, that it is very external and very uh, superficial mm-hmm. where yeah. you can tell the people who are really showing up for themselves and presenting themselves a certain way where they really encourage and like you do I would imagine you encourage people to really check in with who they are what they really want I heard you say that you were seeking all of these different paths and all of these different opportunities to to learn and grow which is there's nothing good or bad or right or wrong about yoga or reiki or mm-hmm. martial arts or any of it it's you were using it as more of a a crutch, a prop, a drug almost that, oh, well, if I just keep doing, 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 then my value will be in what I 
what I can do, what I can show up as, what I can present myself as. And that, that just led to emptiness. Yeah. Well, what I would say and in my experience of it is that that emptiness was already there. And that's why we step into these different things to get this external value, whether it's a sense of accomplishment, a sense of validation, a sense Mm -hmm. of um, being important or being seen or or being Mm -hmm. heard. As humans, we have this inherent emptiness in us that we are constantly looking to fill. That is our pursuit of happiness is we feel this emptiness. So that's already there. So then when we're engaging in whatever path it is, like you said, yoga does wonderful things, meditation, wonderful things, martial arts, wonderful things. But if I'm engaging in them to fill that emptiness that I have in myself, it never gets filled. It's like I'm a bucket with holes in it and Mm -hmm. it makes me feel good for a little bit. And then distraction. Yeah, it leaks right out. It's not for me, it wasn't even a distraction. It was this temporary placeholder that Mm -hmm. could grab onto for a little bit, but then it would leak right out. And there was the emptiness again, hence the further seeking and looking for more and looking for more. Cause it's not, it's not comfortable or fun always to sit with that emptiness and really explore it and really ask ourselves who am I? Who is Sarah? Who is Karen? Like who, who is this person and where is the value? And I love that you're talking about, um, how seeking outside versus seeking internally when you're, when you were asking, Oh, what, why can't I do this? And what, like, why do I have to keep moving on to the next thing? The next thing, the next thing It's more of that victim mentality and that seeking outside yourself where, in when you took ownership and said, saying, how am I the problem mm-hmm. and moving toward becoming the solution that is, you know, empowering and it, it's not a big shift, but it's a really, really powerful one because it's because it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's a huge shift to go against our natural wiring of what can I get back in return? What box do I need to check next in my life to only do the things that we do in life, whether it's being married or our career or being a parent or um, being a family member in any capacity, going for promotions, going for the goals that we want in our life, the shift is instead of thinking that those are the things that will make us happy, the shift is to only do what we do in the journey of life to grow and learn about ourselves. It's from that place that then we're building a sense of internal self-value to feel good about who we are. And then the emptiness is completely resolved. There's no more bucket with holes in it because we actually fill with ourselves. And that's what I didn't know that I was missing and didn't realize that my spiritual journey was perpetuating a disconnection from myself. What I was Mm -hmm. really craving, what I was really seeking was me. And I wasn't going to find me in Mm -hmm. all these things outside of me. 
So I had to make the flip to be in my life to do the things that I do to grow and learn about myself and what ends up happening. And that is we're becoming the best version of who we are. So it's not selfish Mm -hmm. because when you're growing and learning about yourself for the purpose of embracing life to become the best version of who you are, then that means everybody gets the best version of who you are. When we do things for external value, underneath the surface, we're manipulative, we're controlling, Mm -hmm. we're calculated, and we're not showing up as the best version of ourselves. That's where we become needy. It's where we become dependent. It's where we rely on others. So we're not being the best version of who we are. When we flip it to the internal of, I'm going after this promotion, or I'm stepping into martial arts, or I'm stepping into this new goal of mine or new hobby that I want to learn for myself to get to know me, then that's where we develop that sense of feeling good about who we are, which is how we become happy and find our meaning and purpose internally instead of looking for it externally, which will it will always be short-lived. It will always be fleeting. And then that's why it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. I've noticed that with the people who are the most sort of abundantly generous and, you know, really shining their high self and have found that internal way back to themselves, as you say, like, you know, reconnecting with themselves. Those are the people I've encountered that are just ready to show up and say, Hey, let me show you, let me show you what I've done. Let me give you the gift that I found. And they're the ones that are really inspiring and empowering for others. And that, like you said, they, they show up and live their purpose. And I feel like that is definitely what you're, what you're about and what you're doing Mm. is in that is because you're showing up to serve others, you're the happiness mentor. You're just not, you're not just like, I'm the happiness, Karen. I'm, I am happiness. I'm happy for myself. You're happy overflows to other people now because of the lessons you've learned, which I think that is something that as an artist, as a martial artist, when we really tap into who we are and what our strengths are and, and really know that identity that's when we can step out for others and say, let me, let me share my gift because I can see that I have value myself and that sharing it is what I'm here to do. If I can offer an, another perspective on that in, in line with what we're talking about. Absolutely. And it, it can seem counterintuitive. The, the byproduct and in, in the gift of getting to know ourselves and being able to bring who we are out into life. So for me, that's through teaching others how to be happy for you. It's, it's teaching others through martial arts, how to take these things and and apply it to life and the gifts that you have in that to share with others. When we do it for internal self-value and I share this with my clients sometimes because I have no capacity or any control to make them happy or make them change, or take what I'm teaching them and apply it in their lives. And so I've shared with them before, I'm not here for you. If I'm here for you, then I have hidden agenda. I've got that external value coming up in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 
I'm there for me, even in what I do as the happiness mentor and being able to share with others and being able to teach others. My primary goal in that is to grow and learn about myself and who I am and continue to develop for me to develop into the best version of myself. And then that's where I actually connect with my own core values. And one of those actually being integrity, which is who I am behind closed doors when no one is looking so that I feel good about myself mm-hmm. and it, how I'm in integrity and working with others and being able to, to share and teach is being in it for me to learn about myself right. because then I'm not looking for them, for my clients or anyone else who may listen to a podcast or reads an yes. article or then I'm not doing it for that external value of what are they going to get out of it? I'm in it for me. And that's what makes it clean. And it's what allows us to be in life, to grow and learn about ourselves. So we are developing that internal self-value and can be happy. Right. And I think there's something really magnetic about that. I think, I mean, otherwise you wouldn't have any clients, right? Like there is something magnetic about somebody who is walking the talk. Like I'm living what I'm teaching Mm -hmm. and I don't have it all figured out, of course, because I'm still human and still learning. Right. But like, you can tell the difference between somebody who's really doing the work or somebody who is still playing in the place where you used to be Mm -hmm. seeking, seeking, seeking. I am a meditation guru, but I'm not actually living it. I'm not actually integrated. I'm still disconnected from myself. Like you can Mm -hmm. tell the difference. And in that inner sense of self and sense of happiness and pursuit of the best version that becomes magnetic and you are, you know, open to sharing, you're not, oh, I'm going to protect the secrets of happiness Mm. because they're all for me. Like, that's Mm. not what it's about. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? So I think that is really, really beautiful. So when you're working with clients, what are the things that they struggle with? The same things that when we really slow down and we look around, it's the things that we all struggle with as humans, no matter where we come from, no matter our background, no matter where we are in life. It is that sense of feeling an unfulfillment or an emptiness within ourselves. It's primarily, I I primarily work with people who have checked what they thought were all the boxes that Mm -hmm. they needed to check in life, whether that's you know, getting a degree, getting the career, getting the promotions, getting married, having children, um, getting the house, making the certain income, you know, get, getting the investments together, getting the savings together. Mm-hmm. And they're checking, going through, checking all these boxes in life. And yet they still feel that nagging sense of emptiness and unfulfillment and wondering what's missing, what's wrong with me. Right. Is this all life life just is going to be, yeah. yeah, Is, is life going to be anything other than this? What's the point to all of this? Am I ever, is this just going to be my life? Mm -hmm. And they've tried everything. Like I tried everything and they're looking for something different and they're looking for that missing piece and, and that connection, which is what we've been talking about today. That, that missing piece is, is learning to live our lives internally for ourselves and use life as our, our opponent, as our, our challenger to expose our limitations and the things that hold us back in life to outgrow them 
and, and to grow and learn and to use those challenges to strengthen who we are and become the best version of ourselves. That's what we've never been taught. And we've never been taught that we're the problem and in a constructive way and that we need to take responsibility that it's our choices and decisions that have created the very life that we have. Yeah, for sure. Um, you talk a little bit about working with women specifically Mm -hmm. on self-worth and value. Mm -hmm. How is that different than working with men? Mm. Well, I think it's really more that as a woman and knowing the struggles I've had with my own sense of value in myself, of becoming who I think I needed to be in life, to get approval, to get validation, that those are the things in, in working with hundreds of women that I see again and again and again and again that we really, really struggle with. We are masters of becoming who we think we need to be mm-hmm. for approval, for society, for who we think we should be or who we think we're supposed to be. And I understand that so well in myself as a woman and has been such a big part of my journey. Well, this is why I ask it resonates with me as well. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Right. And, and so these are the things we struggle with. And so it's such a, a joy to be able to offer a different path and in a different way that looks different than, than what we've been taught. And it's, I, I do work with men as well, but I love I love supporting women because these are the issues that are near and dear to my heart, near and dear to yours Mm -hmm. that we really struggle with and often don't find a path out of. Yeah. Cause I, I think as women, you know, when we discover and realize or wake up to the fact that, Hey, everything that I'm experiences is a result of my own choices. I'm the problem, you know, as, as you say, okay, how am I the problem now? It's like, okay, I'm the problem. Now I'm taking on that burden on myself and all the things that come with it, where I know for me personally, it's been, okay, now what else do I need to unpack? How deep do I need to go? And it can be this, um, this dark pit of self-awareness, but also blame, shame, and, you know, unworthiness that comes with it. If I'm, if I'm the problem in this, that, and the other way, well, now what? <laughs> and yeah. we try and figure it out because we're maybe holding together the, you know, all the other things at work in our families and, you know, the, the emotional uh, load that we carry that we don't necessarily give ourselves the time or permission to go in and actually seek support for unpacking that kind of stuff. Once, mm-hmm. once we even wake up to it. Yeah. And, and the, Waking up to it and, and creating that self-awareness is and it is the very thing that sets us free. I, I often share with my clients that, and I had to remember this and continue to need to remember this on my mm-hmm. own journey, is that self-awareness is 90% of the battle that right. we tell ourselves, oh my gosh, if I see myself and what I'm doing to cause myself to feel so bad about myself or I see the choices and and decisions I've made that have led me here in my life. I'm going to feel awful about myself. And it's actually the opposite, which again can be counterintuitive. It's, 
it's the not looking, the not knowing that causes us to be in that turmoil when we can right. shine the light on it and, and create that self-awareness. That's the very path out. And there's almost nothing you need to do with it because once you create that kind of self-awareness and take responsibility for your experience, then that's where you have the ability to make new choices mm-hmm. that create a whole new experience of yourself, which is in the direction that you you want to go. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Um, so one of the things that, that comes up, like when you say that, when I hear you talk about that is the fear, the fear we have to even look. And that's what stops most of us is fear, right? We don't want to know. We don't want to, we don't want to really look, but we want to say that we're working on it because oh, that's yes. what we should be doing. Yes. <laughs> but there is still that underlying fear of actually confronting the issue. Because like you say, once, you know, if we feel like we'll uncover a problem, then the fear is, oh, then I'll have to do something. I'll have to change something. I'll have to change myself in a new way. Or, you know, there's a lot of fear of the unknown that comes up around that. When, if we stop resisting the fear and just let ourselves become aware, then Mm -hmm. we don't have to fear it anymore. And we don't have to work so hard to cover it up or avoid it. Yeah. The fear is just an it is just an illusion right. that we create to protect ourselves from going there because we are scared of the unknown and where will this take me and who will I have to be and what mm-hmm. will I have to do and how will I have to change? And we can start to make it really overwhelming and really complicated yeah. in our minds, but there's there's nothing to be scared of. It's just you. Uh, one mm-hmm. of my friends says it really well. Uh, it's just there's there's no scary monsters it's just you. And, and there's nothing to be scared of in that. And, and when we step through that, it, that fear, um, just what's the word I'm looking for? It just dissipates and it doesn't exist anymore. Once we shine the light on, on what, whatever it is we need to see and taking responsibility for our own choices and decisions. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I've noticed most things, you know, especially when I'm coaching, when I'm teaching, whatever I'm teaching, it's, it is. It's it all it's usually about some sort of fear and it's usually something that's not true or not real. Something that we've created in our own minds. Um again, coming circling back to, hey, I'm the problem because the stories I'm creating are not <laughs> real <laughs> or accurate or maybe I'm not a hundred percent accurate, whatever it might be. Um, so we're coming down to the end of our time here, and I just I wanted to ask you what the most important thing you've learned about life mm-hmm. is. On the most, path. yeah, absolutely. So the most, far. Yeah, so <laughs> far. So far, the most important thing that I have learned about life is that life is not meant to be a straight line. <laughs> it, it's not meant That's a good one. To, right, to try yeah. to get our lives to a point where we're not disrupted by the challenges, we're not disrupted by the unexpected or the curveballs, is actually embracing that that is the reality of life. Life is a series of curveballs, the unexpected, the unknown, and then also the knowns that we don't want to prepare for, we don't want to think about <laughs> that are, are absolutely going to be a part of life, whether that's losing loved ones or losing a job or having financial struggles or having... Um, 
a, a challenging time as a parent or um, getting stuck in your career, like all those things are, they're, they're going to happen. That's right. part of life. It's the reality of life. So the most important thing I've learned in that is to embrace the reality of life of the series of ups and downs and to really embrace that as your training ground mm-hmm. to get to know who you are to learn how to be the person that you want to be so that you're building integrity and building your character as a person, that those are the things necessary in life to strengthen who you are and the very things that you need to bounce up against to really know who you are and to have the the strength to move through those things and navigate them so you feel good about yourself. That is the path to happiness. Yeah. And so that all those foundation. Yeah. And those obstacles are necessary to become the best version of who we are, which is the pathway right. to happiness. If if we get the straight line and, and life is easy and we get to coast, we never get to know who we are. We never get to learn the strength in who we are and believe in ourselves and yeah. know the things that we can never know. So that's the most important yeah, thing. It's in I've those challenges. Life. It's yeah. in those challenges that we grow for sure. Well, speaking of challenges, mm-hmm. I do like to um on occasion leave my the end of my episode, leave the audience with a with a simple challenge they can they can mm-hmm. take or not, choose to take or not. Um, mm-hmm. If they want to level up in some way, do you have like a little piece of advice or a challenge that you could give someone mm-hmm. if they're sitting with some feelings about what we've talked about today, or if they're sitting in that place of, mm, yeah, maybe I am distracting myself from what, who I really want to be, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm looking for validation outside myself. And what I would think, you, what would you give to somebody in that? I think way? a great challenge in a way to support yourself, not a way of beating yourself up or, or um, being critical of yourself, but sitting down neutrally, kind of as an investigator and thinking mm-hmm. of yourself like as Love a detective that. and to make a list of 10 ways you're out of integrity with yourself. And the easiest way to do that, don't make it complicated. Don't make it hard. It doesn't have to be these really big things. A really mm-hmm. easy way to do that is to look at where am I taking shortcuts? Mm. And it could, and I'm talking really simple stuff. Like I'm not washing my face before I go to bed mm. or I'm, I'm, you know, we, we don't wear shoes across the carpet. And I'll cheat. And if I forget something in my closet before I head out the door to go to work, I don't take my shoes off to go to the closet to get that. Like really, really simple stuff. Or I'm leaving my dishes in the sink at night. Those are the little shortcuts that we take. Right, breaking your own rules. And breaking our own rules. That those are the little shortcuts or the, the corners we cut that make us feel bad about ourselves on the inside. Those are the ways we're out of integrity. So my challenge is make it sit down and make a list of, 10 ways you're out of integrity with yourself, who you're being behind closed doors that if anybody saw that you really cared about, you would be like mortified Uh, and, and then work to parent yourself in those areas to start to change those behaviors. And that's how you, I I often say the best way to get into integrity, which is a, a, a practice and an ongoing practice Mm -hmm. in our lives. There's not a a place you get to. The best way to get into integrity is to see where you are out of integrity. Mm -hmm. 
that's how we build integrity. And it, that's just our humanness. It doesn't make us bad or wrong. It makes us human. So shine mm-hmm. the light on those areas. And that I think would be a wonderful challenge to take on. Love that. Yeah. That is something that, uh, you know, we've done in my you know brief martial arts journey, something that really hit me in uh, help me understand where I was, how I was showing up different than I wanted to be is a, when you're working your way towards black belt, it's, we, we drill into the the kids and to the adults and, you know, to an extent, it's like, what would a black belt do? Mm. Is that a black belt behavior? Mm. And then as the more that got stuck in my head, the more I'm like, oh yeah, I guess my my room being a mess is not black belt behavior. My desk being piled with papers is not black belt level. Or, you know, again, yeah, what, you know, if you're not on the road to black belt, yeah. that's cool. But yeah. like how how are we showing up differently than way. the way we would hold ourselves or the way we want our kids to show up or the way we want um, you know, our coworkers or our friends to to show up and and where are we expecting more of someone else than we're asking of ourselves? Yeah, that was a big a, wake up for me. That's great. That's a great way to ask it. And and there's there's different ways to do that. And one way that works best for me is is this the best version of myself? What mm-hmm. would the best version of myself do right now? And yeah. is this who she would be? Because our best version of who we are is always future paced because we're always <laughs> right. in that process of, right. of growing and learning. So again, we're never there. Mm-hmm. It's like, or what would integrity do? Or mm-hmm. what, what would I expect my child to do mm-hmm. in this situation? And then holding ourselves to that standard and to that principle. So I love yeah. that. That's a great way to yeah. ask it. And like you said, it's a practice. It's not yes. going to, you know, even yeah. bringing it to light and writing down 10 things, that's not going to change it overnight. But it is, it becomes a practice. It becomes into the conscious, like you say, instead of the unconscious. Yeah. And you have to take it. Those decisions from that conscious place. Yeah. And you have to take it and apply it. You can Mm -hmm. make the list. And if you don't do anything with it to change those behaviors and catch yourself and really, and the phrase I like is parent yourself to Mm -hmm. do what you know you need to do, even when you don't want to do it it won't do any good. Right. It's just as good as reading a book and then saying, oh, that was great. And that made me feel good while I was reading it and then putting away mm-hmm. and never taking anything out and applying mm-hmm. it in your life. Yes, absolutely. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being here on this show. Where can my listeners find you? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And you can find me on my website at a happinesscourse.com. And you can go and and watch different videos I have and and read different articles. And if this speaks to you and it is something you're interested in learning more about, you can also reach out to me through my website. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Karen. And I will put a link to your website in the show notes. And it was a great talking to you. Thank you for sharing your happiness with us and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.